Welcome to the You Need More Money podcast. I'm your host, Matt Monero, coming to you every Thursday from my studio in Dallas, Texas, but today is Monday. Why? Because Bradley is in town on a Monday, and I want Bradley in the studio to sign my booth. Welcome aboard, buddy. Thanks, buddy. I can't wait to see your name on that booth. Oh, it's going to be big. I'm going to take up some space. You know why I got that red London phone booth in my studio? Because it's cool looking? It is cool looking. I do like that. But I bought it for two reasons. The first reason was because it reminds me of a simpler time. Could you imagine being a sales guy who had to use that sales booth, that, that phone booth to book your appointments, to reschedule your appointments, to check on your wife, to check, call in to see if, what are we doing for dinner? Do I need to get you anything from the store, honey? Right. I mean, a different time, man. Yeah, I never I, had to do that, man. The only time I use a phone booth is to change. Dude, you never used to... <laughs> used to sleep in that phone booth, didn't no, you? No, I use the phone booth to change. Oh, okay. Like, like when people are in trouble. Oh, I, I thought you meant like a superhero because you're a superhero. That's right. Yeah. When people are in trouble, I run into the phone booth and I pop out real quick. Like, Dude, you have, a super, you have a superpower quality. I'll give it to you. Thanks, buddy. But let's get back to my phone booth. Come on. All right? I'm going to try to mess up your structure. You won't. The other piece of that phone booth is that it reminds me of how fucking fast everything changes. And how completely, totally obsolete that is. Obsolete. Just worthless other than being in a studio in Carrollton, Texas. You know what you know what else is obsolete and people don't realize it? Brick and mortar banks. Brick and mortar banks? Banks. They're worthless. You don't, you don't, They're need, useless. You don't need a bank. You the, don't need a bank? Nope. Listen, the, some the, the of banking banks, industry doesn't want anyone to know that. But you think about it, you can take a picture of your check and deposit it. I haven't been to a physical bank in three years. Mm-hmm. Well, I lied. But you have I, to because I stop if you in need to get real some, cash. Yeah, I stop in to get some ATM, but you can get ATM money in. No, but if you need real cash, you still got to go to the bank. Yeah, but if you need when, 10 when, or 20 or 30, you got to go to the bank. Well, when do you need that? I, I need it a lot. What you doing, son? Dude, I'm buying what kind shit. Of, all what kind the of time. trouble are you getting in? I'm buying shit. Who, who, all needs, the time. who needs liquid cash? I, unless it's I, shady. Sometimes I go to the bank and the bank says, I can't get you all your money. Like if I go to the, on a Saturday and say, I want 20 grand, they can't give me the 20 grand. Well, you see, you saw Grant that one time test it with a couple million. That was million. for a mill. Was it a mill? Yeah. And to, and they had to sign all kinds of crazy paperwork. But I'm talking about 20 grand on a Saturday. They won't let you get that kind of money on a Saturday. Why? They don't have it. 20 Gs? 20 Gs. Come on, man. I'm serious. They, I mean, somebody's got to go to the safe, and usually the people that are working on a Saturday don't have the keys to the safe. they got hmm. keys to drops, but not keys to go That's scary, that bro. Cash. That means all your value, all your worth is digital. I want you to think about it. Everybody on the damn podcast should think I know where you're it. heading, because they need more money. Everybody needs more money. It's an epidemic. I don't care what your buddy Larry said at dinner last night, even though he was a super nice guy. The only reason Larry has that opinion is because he's got so much freaking money. That's the only reason. Yeah, let me ask you this. Apocalypse hits. Yeah. Chaos hits. What would you rather have? Money? You don't need money at that point. This whole world well, well, goes to well, shit. Give me the other choice. Paper money's worthless. What was the other choice? What other choice? There was no choice. I said when the world goes to shit, money's worthless. Yeah. What do you think will be worth money? Anything that's worth trading. Right. Guns. 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 Food. Guns. Water. Yeah. Food. Mm-hmm. 
canned food. Well, that's I mean, you go back to the tulip uh, gasoline. Yeah, all of it matters, man. When we and I think that's what you learn from Harvey and you learn from Irma. Even though, what's the story on Irma? Did Irma? really cause a lot of damage? Well, apparently Irma, out in the middle of the Atlantic, cheated on Jose, and so now Jose's coming after her. All right. He wants, he wants her back? Yeah, apparently. No, when is, I, when's Jose rolling into town? Uh, I don't know. I don't know that he'll make it. Here's the deal. Everybody needs more money. They don't want to talk about it. They're afraid of it. I, I agree. I need more money. Of course. I mean, why? Well, everybody needs more money. Look, I challenged your buddy Larry last night. As much as I liked him, he was an amazing dude. But the idea that you don't need more money, all that does is tell me you're not on purpose. I had an opportunity one time to buy a G550 mm-hmm. for $5.5 million. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what those are worth? No. Um, try 40 Okay. $5.5 million. What was that? A gam- somebody's gambling debt in Vegas or something? No, no. There, there was a particular set of circumstances. What were the circumstances? How does that happen? Who, who, I mean, why did it come across your desk that you could well, make $35 million? You ever heard of proximity? Eleven, eleven, fool. Check that out. Yeah, yeah. On right on when on. I'm bringing up my jet. Mm. Um, because of proximity, man, I hang with some, some ballers. So at the end of the day, there was, you know, it, they, it was a casino organization and they couldn't sell it to just anybody. They'd have to have, they'd have to have certain requirements met and um you met those requirements no i didn't or i would i well i would own it if i had the five million liquid cash 5.5 um but i didn't have it yeah but big guy you just I told me you hung with ill ballers. prepared but so you what? Hung with ballers all you could have said is hey man I, i'm gonna round up some cash we're gonna go buy this thing and we're gonna split the profits equal well i was right there with someone with cash they bought it oh they did yeah <laughs> they cut you out of the deal well, I mean, it, why yeah. didn't you say I brought you the I was, fucking deal? Give me my piece. I didn't bring them the deal. I was there when I saw the deal. Oh, but you didn't have the opportunity. You well, were just, not necessarily. You were just but it, ma- it makes the, the it makes the story that a more, lot, that much yeah. more oomph. Yeah, but that's not what we're doing here, man. We're getting down to it because people people live in what I call false positive, man. They think they're doing better than they are, and it's the most dangerous place on the planet. Is that live. right? Don't you feel that way? I think that I think that people feel. The opposite. Like, everybody knows they need more money, don't they? No, I don't believe that at all. I you, believe most people think they're doing better than they really are. Think about it. Let's say a guy makes I, I think I think year. what you mean, deep down, is that people are unaware that they're not as stable as they might think. They are unaware that they're not as stable as they think they are. That's a great way to put Because everyone position. I meet, they just want more money. I mean, everyone that follows me on social media, everyone that follows you on social media... I don't they, know. They want that. more money. They want more success. I don't see people asking me, you know, questions about anything but how do I scale my business? How do I make more money? How do I get more? They know they want more. But but what your book is about is 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 what I said earlier. Like I think your book cuz people want more money. Who doesn't want more money? But what you're saying is you need more money, meaning you might even be be comfortable and if one wrong thing happens, you're flat busted. Hold on, let me take a note on that. Right, I got a book coming out called "You Need More Money." You're helping me with it here. Too bad the damn book's already written, but I like that. It's that it's you're saying that it's not that they don't think they need more money; they think that um, they just don't have no idea how to get it. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying they want more money, 
you're telling what your book is. You need more money yeah. because they don't have enough, even if they think they do. I just you, you when you ask the question, I just don't think people in general do don't you, don't want more money. Do you need more money? Yeah, you do. You ask everybody in your office. Charles, you need more money. Absolutely. Who you, doesn't? You like to cover this book? Love it. You do. How about yes. the title? Yes. Now, let me ask you a question, because originally the book was called I Need More Money, right? right? But Is that your hand? No. Yeah, I got a nicer looking hand than that, right? That looks like a, that looks like an Arabian guy's hand, you know what I mean? Hairy guy. Right? I told him I want that stuff photoshopped before it actually <laughs> Arabian. So... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but they, the publisher changed it, Charles, because they, this is their exact story. They're out of New York. They said nobody on the Hamptons in the summertime would be caught dead on the beach reading a book called I Need More Money. But they would read a book called You Need More Money. So they forced me to change the title. Well, that makes sense. But again, how many people are in the Hamptons on the beach? Oh, dude, it's what everybody in New York does in the summertime. Everybody goes <laughs> to the Hamptons. Dude. What? Oh, there's just rich people there. Dude, that's, those are the people that spent 30 bucks on a book, my friend. And by the Poor way, and by, and by the way those are the people that that book is for, apparently. I think it's for everybody. There is no demographic well, be, that you need more money doesn't cover. Yeah, but knowing your story and knowing what that book is about. What story that, about? My brother-in-law story? That story and what that book is about. Because what you're saying is you might think you're secure, but you're not. You need more money. Let's give and, a real and life And most exam. people are comfortable and they're sitting back and they feel secure and they're not. Guy now, made- am I right, though? A hundred percent. So who does that describe? That describes people with finances, people with investments, people that feel secure. Most people are not that way. Most people are, are well aware they need more money. I would bet you ask anybody in this whole entire office, you need more money? The answer is going to be yes. You ask some some Richie sitting on a beach in the Hamptons of all places, they might say no. You ask somebody with a hundred million dollars, they might say no. Why? Because they think yeah, they've I got enough. I don't agree with you on that, though, buddy. I think most people actually go the opposite direction. It sounds good to be so self-aware that you know you need more money, dude. Most people are living in fantasy land. They don't know. They have no idea how much money they need, what type of lifestyle they want to live. You know what they want? They want the they want the car today. They want the house today. They want the Prada purse today. How many guys do you know making two fifty? Well, if, who, you're, if all you're buying is a Prada purse, then you need more money. What does that mean? What do you mean? Well, by I mean that? Pradas are cheap. Two grand. That's cheap, dude. Let me tell you something. You know how many two thousand dollars for a purse? Yeah, but that's cheap. Start looking at like Hermes. Those are like they start at like twenty five G's. Ah, see, I don't. I mean, that's not. Oh well, Jay Z. Jay Z sings about it. I don't listen to Jay Z. Oh, that's no, <laughs> come that on, right? man. Is that's that blasphemous. Right <laughs> no, but Jay Z says, you know, um, basically his wife burns down or burns down shopping malls. You know, his wife comes back with a Birkin bag. That's what Hermes is called, Birkin bags, Birkin. And um, and your your girl's like, what type of purse is that? In other words, what he's saying is, does your wife have a Hermes bag? Hell no. She got a Prada. Hell bag? no. Well, Prada. That's she has Louis. Mm-hmm. I got her. I got her hooked on Louis and mm-hmm. Chanel. But Prada, Louis, Chanel, uh, Dior. They're all kind of in that. In How that. many of those she got? She's got about 
8 to 10. So you probably say to yourself, no, I'm happy she doesn't know. Well, she does now know what Birkin is because we went to a buddy of mine in Kentucky, and he's loaded. And he, he built an 1,800-square-foot closet. Mm-hmm. Closet. It's unbelievable. And he's got his wife's got, like, probably 50 How does that Birkins. make you feel when you're hanging out with I that? think it's wasteful, personally. I hate it. I, I mean, I, there, there's people that need help financially, and you're buying, you know, a bunch of bags. It. But, it hey, I don't, ha- I, don't, I don't hate people for it. He's also got Lambos and Bentleys and, like, I don't hate people for that. I, I mean, I'm, I don't judge. I'm, I'm happy for him and, like, man, but you know what? I need a couple of different cars. You Here's know, why that guy in three thousand dollar bags are 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 plenty. How how many uh, copies of my book are you going to buy? How many you want me to buy? Mm, a thousand. Thousand? How much are they? Twenty nine dollars. I was just about to ask. I was just about to ask. How do we make sure that that book hits the New York Times bestseller list? What What is the process? Like when it goes on sale, how many need to blast out there? Well, here's the game. And, and man. shouldn't you Shouldn't you be asking all your folks to get prepared, almost like a strategy? It's a little bit early because I can you promise what. you, if I wrote a book, it will be on the New York Times but bestseller. It's early. Listen, it com- You can You can kill the momentum of a book by pushing it. Way too hard too early so that's why we're doing the podcast to create exposure for it and then come january i'm going to leverage the exposure for orders because if you push it too early people get the the excitement dies right so we're just doing the you need more money podcast but come january i'm going to ask everybody to buy as many books as they can because here's why part of the book shouldn't they buy them all at once though we will pre-order a group discount probably 40 percent discount for all the people that pre-order during a very specific period of time about a two-week window Mm -hmm. and then that two-week window will count towards the orders to the list that's how the game is played now you can do it totally different on amazon because it's not that hard amazon is connected to what you were saying last night where a guy can game the system pay a guy eight grand to game the system and place the orders at three in the morning on a sunday when nobody else is buying books and yours can go to number one everybody screenshots it and says i'm an amazon number one i want the new york times bestseller the new york times bestseller still carries weight and i want that i don't care you should just you should have just made it part of your title what's that new york times bestseller just made the assumption no you should have just made it part of your title then it is what it is it would say New York Times bestseller, You Need More Money. That's the title of the book. (laughs) I like that. That's freaking great. I didn't think about that. This cover's not 100% done. I might be able to do that. That's interesting. I like that idea. But here's what you could do with those 1,000 that you buy. You could put a little sticker on here that says Tim Grover edition. Or, 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 or Damon John's edition or something like that. And he could give it out to his entire organization that way. And then you look like the good guy. But the, the, why, the reason why your guy in Kentucky needs this book is because of the roadmap section where we talk about lifestyle by design. What is the life that you're supposed to lead? Now, he may say it is. But in the book, I'm going to challenge him that says all that stuff that he bought. And I'm not judging, man. I'm all for it. Buy as much of it as you can. But, man, you could have helped a shitload of people with that yeah. money. Well, you know the Bible, the good book. It says you need, it says you need more money. Mm-hmm. No, it says thou shall not judge. But yet everybody does it. Everybody's going to hell based on that. Go to hell on what? No, no, man. Because I, you're because people judge. Everybody judges. You're getting judged. Everybody gets judged. I we're judging in, each other right I, now. I, I want to. I mean, are you going to buy a thousand books? Are you buy fifteen hundred? You can buy five hundred. I'm judging in, you right now. I walked into this office. People were judging me, and I was judging them. I'm judging Z. 
<laughs> I'm still judging Z too, and he's worked for me for about six months. But see, that's my point. Like the 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 Bible says, "Thou shalt not judge." However, he will. He, the 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 Bible also says, "You will know his children by their fruit." So I always say, I'm not judging, bro. I'm just inspecting your fruit. Mm-hmm. I'm just a fruit inspector. Pull your fruit up. Let me see it. I'm just a fruit inspector, man. I'm just checking out what you got. Here's the thing on social media that I just don't understand. See, you, see how, you see how Matt is very good at steering it back? You're good, dude. Good. I just don't understand. I'm just trying to rattle that cage a little. What, what, what are we doing in this studio? We're like, trying. I don't even understand why we're here. I don't need to do any of you're this. Right there at the end of the day, you're trying to help people, aren't you? I wrote a story that I sent to the marketing guys in New York, who liked it and said this should be turned into a book. And they sent it to a publisher, to an agent in Dallas. Sent it to Cardone's agent, who also does Tony Robbins, Joel Olstein. They do everybody. Dupree Miller. They said, we like this. Let us pitch it. And they pitched it to four publishers. Two said, we're out. One said, I really like it. And Penguin said, I'll pay for it right now. Damn. And that's how the deal went. And you got more money. Not not, not a lot. Tony Robbins, But I you think, still got one. I got 100 and I think Tony Robbins got 500 and a guy like Bill O'Reilly gets $2 million. Well, But they, they hosed me a little bit on it. I'm not talking bad about them, but they, they paid me out in four payments. Most guys get paid out in two or three. So they strung me along a little bit on the payment. So I get 25, 25, 25, 25. Yeah, but you straight got paid, and all you did is write a book. Yeah, but you got to put it all back into the book if you want it to be a New York Times bestseller. Remember, marketing group gets 12%. The agent gets 12%. Um, the publicist, starting in January, will get about ten grand a month to I, crank that I thing I thought agency, agents got t- 10%. Mine was 12 so my agent pay, took 12 The marketing company took 12 so that's twenty five out of the hunch right there gone, and then I'll spend probably thirty or forty on the publicist. Mm. And when it's all said and done after taxes, I will clear maybe fifteen, eighteen grand out of that hunch, and I make two dollars and fifty cents a book. But that's not why I wrote the book. I wrote the book to tell my brother in law story and try to wake some people up. What I'm talking about is social media. What are we doing in this social media world? Dude, your How name, does your it name, put money in my pocket? Your name rhymes with money. You know what my name uh, means in uh, Spanish? No, but it rhymes like, with dinero. Big man. It's Matt Dinero. Monero, dinero. That's Monero, dinero. Why you keep deflecting the question of what are we doing this social media thing for? All you got to do is run Lightspeed VT, and nobody has to know who you are, and you'll make millions. Um, correct. What do I do it for? What do, I'm asking together. Why, why are we doing this? I believe we are doing this in order to do two things. Help people and get attention. Now, why do we want attention is the real question. And that I still don't know. Mm-hmm. I might just stop doing this altogether. You won't, man. The cat's out of the bag. Well, the reason I won't. Out of the, the reason I won't is because I want to help people, man. You're I came from nothing, basically. I mean, not nothing. We had food. You know, yeah, I got toys on Christmas. There Dude, was, that's not nothing for me. When I know, but there's a lot of people VT, with those stories. But when you started VT, you had nothing. I had nothing. So when nothing doesn't have to go all the way back to my old man beat me. When no, you but started I had, Lightspeed, you had nothing. Just like when Dude, I started commercial food. When fleet, I started nothing. Lightspeed for Christmas... We had such little money. My children, I'd cut a hole in their pocket so they'd have something to play with. 
literally it's no money. Christmas. <laughs> no, I had thirty-five dollars after I, I paid bills, though. I mean, I wasn't destitute. We, you know, I. I Ultimately, when I started Lightspeed, I was making three hundred grand a year. Oh no shit! Yeah, problem is, is I was spending three ten. Uh huh. So I was you're bro- living in false positive. Yeah, I was totally. I was broke at a different level. Yeah. So at the end of the day, yeah, the worst you, level, by the way. Yeah, when I quit, I was smart enough to pay my bills and make sure that you know I had thirty thirty to sixty days of runway. That's all you had, though. You said you said this thing. If this doesn't happen in thirty, sixty, ninety days, I'm in deep shit. Well, you, dude, I mean. I own the company. All I had to do was sell something. It's my money. Like, if I can't sell anything in 30 days, I shouldn't be starting a company. But you had already built the product? You had already built the technology at that time? Or you no, no, no. No, no. At that time, there was no product. There was no Lightspeed VT. It was oh, just, just me. I was just going out got to it. train people. And got if it, I couldn't it. find someone to let me train their staff within 30 days, I'd, yeah. be, I'd be broke. All I'd right, be I'd hungry. I'd, I'd be hungry. Yeah. I'd be hangry. You I know, what, I you know what hangry is? <laughs> Hungry and angry? Yeah. That's hangry. <laughs> Dude, I spent a decade like that. My point is this, man. And I think it's the wake-up call for the audience, and if you're on Facebook Live, too. It, it shouldn't be done if there isn't a very clear finish line and objective. If you're doing it to occupy time, your time should be spent doing something else, like growing your freaking business and taking care of your fucking family and putting more money in the bank. Mm-hmm. The social media bullshit is just bullshit it is not a ticket to the it's not the yellow brick road there is no pot of gold at the end of the social media deal you know what the pot of gold is yeah but how do you say that there's social media influencers making millions of dollars it is definitely a legitimate way look if if that's your goal those people have a unique talent that 99.9 percent in america don't what is ty lopez's unique talent ty lopez was early so he was he 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 jumped the youtube bandwagon early and he did something that other people weren't doing at that time. The books in the garage with the Ferrari and the Lambo and all that stuff. No one was doing that. He was first. He was early. Then he brought in the chicks, and then he started selling a product. And it worked for him. That's, sure did. He, he's, it worked like a charm. It did. And I, I, I give him all the credit in the world for what he did. But that's not so what when are, most, when are you bringing in the chicks? There won't be chicks, dude. I'm married 19 you, years. Yeah, but you, no got, you, got, you already got the Ferraris in the garage. Dude, my wife vets all hires in this company. Do you understand? Sure. All all must have a picture before they get hired. Sure, that makes sense. My wife's my wife's favorite office managers that I've ever had in here are the big old fat ones. Those are the ones she likes the most. <laughs> right. See how I see how I get like the conversation to turn real. We talk about whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me. Funny. I'm just getting back to the gritty. I want to talk about how does everybody listening and that will listen to this help you make your book a New York Times bestselling. Well, when I launch and when I ask the audience, I, I for, for the thousand videos I have on YouTube, for the countless hours that I've done social media and tried to help people and give away my other book, The Grit, for free, I'm going to ask in January to help me and place the orders at the appropriate time and the appropriate links that I provide because I want to trigger those orders for a New York Times bestseller. That's it. That's all I'm going to ask for. I don't care about the money of the book, the $2.50. It's totally irrelevant. This book will only change my life internally because it was an incredible experience to write it. I'm a better person because I wrote it, and it tells my brother-in-law's story, which needed to be told. That was a sad deal, man. And the pain that it caused my wife was, and, and me and his family, was just immeasurable. you know. And I'm telling you, it was two years ago that he died, and my wife just now is starting to get happy again. You, I'm telling you, 
you couldn't have, if you, I got three boys. I know this for sure. My wife would have given up me and my three boys before her brother. Wow. It was, it was the only man in her life that never left. Now, I never left her. That's how unbelievably traumatizing his death was. And then you had no money to it, dude? That was a whole other ballgame. But by the way, that was an easy fix for us, right? We just come in and start writing checks every month. Take care of that. Mm-hmm. But then when he didn't get better and he died. Mm. Well, I know people that, and this is the point of your book. I know people that had, you know, comfortable money. They were comfortable. Got sick and it chewed through their savings instantly and they died broke and lonely. But see, my book gives you the formula on how you know whether that definition even works. It's the one, three, five, ten formula. So most people think they're comfortable, but they don't even know what comfortable is. How do you know you're comfortable? Well, you know my point of view on that. No. People shouldn't get comfortable. So, you know, when you're uncomfortable, you're, the, you, there's success in that. Like, oh, it is like success. think about anything successful. It's uncomfortable. You, you get in shape, you get the abs, that's uncomfortable. You get freaking, you know, millions of dollars in the bank and, you know, that's uncomfortable. People think it's comfortable. It's not. You, you got to start worrying about what do you do with it. You don't just leave it sit there. Dude. You know, are you doing the right thing? Are you doing the wrong thing? Everybody starts coming out of the woodwork, wanting loans, wanting help, wanting charity. And, and it adds a lot of pressure, and it's uncomfortable. Anything, I think, that's, that's success-related is uncomfortable. You win a marathon, you, I guarantee you are uncomfortable. I think most people are comfortable being broke. I think most people are comfortable, and they seek comfort, and that's why a lot of them aren't winner and they'll be broke comfort creates brokenness yeah and that and that routine people like routine routine creates comfort here's what i want to do i want to wake people up i want to wake people up to the fact that you never know what's my brother-in-law used to tell me all the time brad i know i'm behind but i got time i know i'm behind but i'll make it up dude he didn't know that one day man he literally felt sick went to the doctors, and left with stage 4 cancer diagnosis. That's how his Monday went. He just thought he was going to get a shot and he was going to be okay. Stage 4 cancer. Changed everybody's life instantaneously. That's why the book is so important. That's why I'm writing a book. You're pulling it out of me. That's why I'm writing the book. Because if I can help, and this is no bullshit, if I can help one fucking family wake up, and not put them in that situation, that book would be the most greatest gift I could ever done for somebody. Mm-hmm. That's it. The money means nothing to me here, about here, to sell that book. You know, here's what's crazy about dying. We all are going to do it. And everybody goes around like it's not going to happen. Like, you're going to die. I know that. Do you know that? Dude, I'm gonna die early. Yeah, but we're we're all gonna die, and yet we walk around acting like we're not. However, we all know we are. It's when we find out the day is when that all of a sudden everybody starts to you know. Yeah, but it to me death is 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 inevitable, and you should be prepared. So when you die, the people that that are gonna stick around 
you know, are, are better off. And I think that's that's why your book's going to help people. It will. You Listen, know, if you're going to wake I, some people up. I, but you don't even have to wake up to get rich. You know what you got to wake up to do? Get a damn term life insurance policy, for Christ's sake. Dude, what's this America's fastest growing company? Yeah, we won it four years in a row. You know how many companies won it four years in a row? Less how, than how 10%. Do you, how do you even get in it? Less than 10% in the companies in the history of the thing. It's been going on for 31 years. Less than 10% of the history of the companies that have been on that list have made it four times. I just don't understand how you get in it. You I submit. Mean, they've you never submit. looked at my company. You, you have to submit. Oh, you do? Yeah, you submit your, your information to them, and they determine. They compare you against everybody else, and they put a ranking out. Damn. But it does. all that does is get you phone calls from guys who want to sell you plaques. It doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean anything. All right, listen. What, did, did we get through all these? You want me to go through my list of questions? Well, yeah. I didn't mean to derail the whole the, podcast. The problem is, is you didn't. The problem is my questions were connected to my morning scrum, which you were going to be my guest in. Yeah. But Charles screwed that up for us all. So I told a story in the scrum that was the feeder for this episode, but you didn't get to hear the story. Well, go ahead anyway. You want me to tell you the story? Sure. It was told better in the scrum, wasn't it, G? Yeah. It was hit because it started with a, I mean, I had a whole thing. It started with a video and then the whole thing. But I have a guy, Eduardo who saw some of my videos, went to 10X, learned about me, saw some of the videos, and said, I want to go work for that guy. And he literally flew down here on his own dime, and we'd not an appointment, nothing, just showed up. And uh, we liked him, and we hired him. He moved down from California, from Sacramento, and started last Tuesday, was his first day. On the drive down, he blows the engine to his car. And literally puts he, it on a U-Haul. He must really like that car. He must really like the idea of coming to work for us. But here's the problem, bro. People think working for us is the ticket. Dude, that's only the admission ticket. Right. you got to do what we do to be able to be successful. The guy gets here, blows the engine, gets an apartment. And uh, we're sitting on Friday, and I assigned him the industry. He's going after the moving industry, right? I want to finance more moving trucks. I know that industry backwards and forwards. And I said, like I said, all my new guys, what are your plans for the weekend? How are you going to get better? What are your skills? He goes, I think I'm going to spend time on Google um, researching moving trucks. Mm -hmm. And I said, what the fuck are you going to do that for? You know what you should do? Get your fucking ass to a moving company and get fucking hired. And fucking lug boxes on Saturday and Sunday. Learn the fucking industry and make a few bucks to get your goddamn engine fixed. You know what he did? Fucking went down and got hired. That son of a bitch went down, interviewed on Saturday, got hired Saturday afternoon, started lumping boxes on Sunday, left with a $100 bill. And I was celebrating him. I said, congratulations, dude. You freaking pushed it. You fucking got gritty. Gritty. And you freaking pushed it. Everybody else is thinking about going to Google, and then maybe some go to Google, and this freaking many, .0001, go to the moving company and get hired. And I said, today when you're on the phone, you know what you get to say to a prospect? I know your business, sir. I have been in the moving industry. I know what your people go through. I know how your process works. And that makes me a bigger asset to you. Congratulations, man. And we all clapped for the guy. That's a freaking gritty, tough story. Yeah. So anyway, that's what was my. That was my. What do you think about that? That's that's ballsy. It's good, right? Yeah, I mean, you know. You think the boss should push a guy like that? 
Well, you've by heard, the way, it cost me a hundred in the swear jar because all those. Well, you 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 heard the story. I don't need to stick my head up a bull's ass to tell you if the ribs are good or <laughs> Dude, not. That's Tommy boy. That's yeah. awesome. Like I don't need to go move to say I know the industry. They, yeah, I think it helps. Shit, man. dude. I'll call up a movie, dude. I, I want to finance your trucks. What's that got to do with? I moved your boxes. I know what you go through. I think it matters. Hell no. That dude's gritty. That's all I'm saying. That dude. That dude. Like made it happen. I wouldn't do what he did. I, I, I'd tell at you. his stage, needing money because the byproduct of that I is he's got to get. An I would have sold fixed. you on a freaking advance. That's funny you say that. He didn't sell me on it, but I did give it to him. Yeah, but I would have said, "Hey, Matt, my car blew up. I'm coming down here. I need to get on the phone. I need to not have worries about how I'm getting back and forth to work. Why don't you spot me five k? I'll go get my shit handled. I'll see you Monday morning, and I'll start making you some money. Dude, I love it. I would do that, too. I would do that exactly. Yeah, that but exact I wouldn't have went thing. and moved boxes. Dude, I hate manual labor. Well. You know you know how I started my career in sales? Because I hated manual labor. I was out fighting forest fires. Mm, which That's which, a tough job. Which weren't even really forest fire. Fi- uh, well, yeah, but when I got there. It wasn't fighting forest fires. They put a 10-pound bag of water on my back, and I had to climb up you and down the hills. Boy? Holy crap. This to, is in Oregon? Yeah, they called it a piss bag. Oh, my God. And I had to put water on smoldering stumps. A 10-gallon thing? He must have been lifting 10-gallon buckets all damn day. That's not much water. 10 gallons? Uh, you, you, you go up the mountain, you spray the stumps, you come back, get more water. Holy it's God. ridiculous, dude. And then I got poison oak. I went into the dude, and I said, hey, man, I got a little poison oak. I'm not going to be able to come in tomorrow. And he rips off his shirt, and he has it all over his body. He has it all over his body. Like, everybody had poison oak, and, and I got a little patch. And he and basically said, dude, that's part of the job. Get out there. And I'm like, screw this shit, dude. This is bullshit. Dude, I thought you were grittier than that. Gritty. Man. Dude, that's Damn. not gritty. That's shitty. Dude, listen. If you, if, if you need... To, to, to have hard work, you know, especially here in Texas, there's a lot of hardworking people here and there's nothing against it. My grandfather was hardworking. You know, I got a lot of hardworking people in my family. If you get satisfaction out of working hard, then work hard. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I find it exhausting. I find it shitty, yeah, not I, gritty. I like it a lot. I really now, do. Now, listen, if I like I, the hard work, I like the grind. I right. like it. Well, you're from Texas. You're one of them big old well, corn-fed fellas. I've been here a long time, but I'm not from here. Yeah, but, well, you're one of them big corn-fed Texas boys. Well, you you like hard work. Now, again, I've bailed hay. That's some hard work. I'm not here to say, though, that hard work has to be manual physical labor. I, you know what I don't like? I don't like people who don't want to work hard. Whether that's physical labor or mental labor, I don't care. I well, just don't want, I don't like lazy people. Well, 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 you don't have to be lazy to not work hard. But... Fighting those forest fires, stump fires, I should say, because they were just smoldering. That was hard, hard shit. Up and down those mountains, getting scraped, cut. I mean, living in smoke, it was crap. Dude, what you know what I did? No, what I did is I quit. I opened up the newspaper, and it told me to come sell cars. So I went and got a suit, walked in, made like six grand my first week. They gave me a free car to drive. I had a pen. I shook people's hands and drove cars with them. And I thought, dude, sales is where it's at. And I'll say it right now. I mean, you're out there working a farm. Great. It's a family business. I'm not mad at you, but you won't catch me working a farm. Even if I owned a farm, I wouldn't work the farm. 
Well, I'm not trying to be a political. I'd hire either. people that want to work hard, and they'd go out there and work And the my best farm. farmers do. I ain't working hard. The best farmers do it. All right. I'm working hey, smart. Aren't you writing? You're going to write a book, and what's it called? The Hard Way. No, what was the other title? I like the other title. Oh, the you're talking about the One title. Inch too many or something? No, it was called Inches to Spare. Inches to Spare. <laughs> yeah, Inches to Spare. I love that. That's awesome. But the other one's going to be The Hard Way. The Hard Way, dude. So you, work, I had to, you, I had to you learn don't like everything. hard work, but you're going to work the hard way. I had to learn everything the hard way. If anyone tells you they like hard work, they're probably lying to you. Dude, I just told you I like hard work. And you're probably lying. What do you mean? So how come you don't do it then? I, because my version of hard work is not most people's version. I don't believe manual labor is the finest hard work. You know what okay, I like? Okay, well, again, it's all about definition. I'm talking about hard work like moving. Have, do, you, do you move? Dude, when you I move, put myself through move? college moving boxes. Is that hard work? Brutal work. Okay, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's other things, but it's, know, it's just like, it's just like ugly girls. I like I the hard work I of solving problems and solving problems and putting pieces of the puzzle together is hard for me. Right. And I like that. Yeah. But it's like, it's like ugly girls. I've never hung out, been with, dated or married an ugly girl. Why? Well, cause there's, run? cause there's other girls out there. Now my dad told me, if you want to be happy, marry an ugly girl. I'm not marrying an ugly girl. You know what? There's there's something to be said. How many guys do you know who dated the supermodel and then ended up leaving her and they dated this ridiculously smart and educated ugly girl? <laughs> yeah, I've but seen like, that, man. you got to be mighty ugly to be considered in my book an ugly girl because I believe all women are, you know, pretty. Believe it or not. Well, that's because you got daughters. You got to say something. I know you. No, but I mean, pretty, most most women that. are pretty in their own way. They're you know, that's my point. even if they're even if they're heavier girls. But my point is, is just an ugly girl. The word "ugly" is a bad word. It's an unfair. But word. But to me, moving true. boxes and working hard, labor wise, is the same as dating an ugly girl. You've, you, you, I won't do it. There's other girls out there. But see, you're being judgmental. Nope. Right there, you're judging nope. somebody. See, I'm not judging that Who's guy Who's judging? At all. I'm choosing. And guess what? Life is based on you're choices. You're making a choice by saying that your life I ain't is working better hard. than that How come Charles life? ain't working hard? How come Z don't work hard? Now, you're going to say, I work hard. How come you ain't lifting boxes? Dude, okay, backbreaking. Do not kid yourself. You I do work, work hard. hard. But let's, let's change the definition. What I mean is... I'm not going to do back-breaking work. Yeah, that's different. There's people that enjoy it. Totally. And, and good for them. I don't think they're dumb. I don't I don't judge them in any way. But I'm not doing it. So when your question was, would you have done what that guy did? No. I would have I would have sold you on giving me a I can't even draw. remember what my question was. Was that my question? Yeah, you said, would you do that? No, I think I said, what did you think about I that? I think it's gritty. But again, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. And I wouldn't have educated him to do it. I would have told him, dude, listen, come here. Here's Go what talk I Matt and do a draw. Don't worry about lifting it's boxes. It's a, that would have the better play. And get on the damn phones because I can call moving companies right now. You damn near make me want to stay here for a week and freaking sell some shit. You keep saying that, and I keep telling you. How like hard is it? Your You're giving away money. Dude, I, your business is easier to sell than my business. Dude, how hard can your business be? You're giving away money. You're uh, calling people saying, can I hand you some cash to yeah. expand your business? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I'd love to hear these guys' pitch. After this, I want to hear someone's pitch. A lot pitch. of people are afraid of that. Afraid of what? Taking the money. Well, again, that's where persuasion comes in. Yeah, it's all a sales game. So here we go. We're finishing up on the You Need I'm More Money podcast. Now, that's what I wanted. I wanted the podcast first to get you all fired up. Now we'll go talk to the sales team. I, want to t- I don't want to talk to the sales team. I want to talk to some leads. 
You want to talk to some real people? I want people? to hear what they say. I'll pay I you. I got cash for you. Do what? you not want it? Who do you know in the transportation business right now? Do you have anybody? Who's I don't need to know anybody. I know that when old loggers die, they don't get a new truck. They just get a new Peterbilt. That's, that's a good one. I love that. Dude, that's perfect. That's so damn true, too. I love that. All right, Bradley, you're a good guy. Thanks for coming to my office. Appreciate you being this, on the This episode's more money. probably never going to see the light of day, is Dude, it? They all see the light of day. I got nothing to hide. Hey, listen, I want you guys to go rate this podcast. I want you to share it out. I want you to make it Matt's number one shared and liked podcast. I, I think mine is on yours right now, isn't it? It is. That's good. You have numbers on that today? Do I don't. I don't have them today. But Z, let's look to Facebook Live. Let's go to the, to the phone and see if we got any questions, guys. On Facebook, hit me up, Bradley. There's only one other thing for you to do after we answer these questions, and that is sign my booth. Sign the booth. I'd be happy to. That's our episode this week with your host Matt Monero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how you need more money.